This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, L-L-C. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023, and in this episode, I am going to be reviewing the old 1973 movie, The Sting, which stars Robert Redford as Johnny Hooker, and Paul Newman as Henry Gond Gon- I can't pronounce I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, character's last name. But um, anyway, this is this falls under three genres: comedy, crime, and drama. And it was directed by George George Roy Hill. Okay, so the third the first thing I want to mention about the first thing I I just saw this movie recently, and I actually got more out of it than I thought I would. Uh, before I get too into this uh, review about it all, I just want to say first mention is the music. The music in the beginning and other parts of the movie um, has the classic, the entertainer, the entertainer type music. The entertainer created in the 1900s, um, written by Scott Joplin. The entertainer, really, really fantastic, really well done. Music, the entertainer, the entertainer type sound. I'm not, do, I'm not giving it justice. I'm not doing it right, but just that whole old 1900s entertainer Scott Joplin music really makes the movie well. Even though, okay, this movie takes place in 1936. It is in color. The movie is in color, but it takes place in 1936. But the entertainer, written like by Scott Joplin music, is is um written in the 1900s, but they bring it to the 1930s for this. Another thing I want to mention about this movie, before I too, do get far far into it, is that one of the characters' names, one of the characters' names in this is Lieutenant Snyder. Lieutenant who? Lieutenant Snyder. A character inside the movie, literally with my last name. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Snyder. That's something else. Then as far as, as far as some of the side characters are concerned, there is a J.J. Singleton played by Ray Wal- Ray Wal- Ray Walston who is a teacher in Fast Times with Ridgemont High, and this movie also has Robert Shaw as Doyle as Doyle character. Robert Shaw, I best know really from as Grant in From Russia with Love. So I just thought it was very very um, interesting how one of the characters, Charles Charles Durning, plays Lieutenant Snyder, and. I also thought it was interesting that in the beginning of this movie, we have Robert Earl Jones, Robert Earl Jones as Luther Coleman, who in, in because why the thing about the thing about him is in real life, Robert Earl Jones, born in 1910, is the father of the father, father of James Earl Jones, who was born in 1931, which means Robert Earl Jones, who birthed the father of James Earl Jones, had to be about 21 years old when he had James Earl Jones, father, the father of. Okay, so 
I don't really know much of Paul Newman's work, but I know he was with Tom Cruise in 1986 in a sequel movie, something called Color of, the Mo- Color of Money, and he was also in 2002's The Road per- to Perdition, directed by Sam Mendes, with... with, um... Tom Hanks and Daniel Craig, and... I mostly know Robert Redford from the 1990s Indecent, Indecent Proposal, and in the 2010s, Marvel's Captain America Winter Soldier. He was a bad guy in Captain in Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. Alright, before I get into more of my notes written down, I just want to read some stuff that the IMDb says about this. So first, let's give a quick little summary of the storyline. Johnny Hooker, that's played by uh, Robert Redford. Johnny Hooker, a small-time grifter, unknowingly steals from Doyle. Okay, yeah, Doyle Lanningham. Okay, Doyle. Doyle is the one that that uh, Shaw. That um, Doyle is the one that is played by Robert Shaw, who plays who plays Grant in Rush for Much Love. A big-time crime. A big-time crime boss. When he pulls a standard street con, Lanningham demands satisfaction for the result. After his partner, Luther. Is killed. Hooker flees and seeks the help of Henry, that's played by Paul Newman's character, one of Luther's con- contacts, who is a master of the long con. Hooker wants to use Gordrov's um, expertise to take Lonigan for an enormous sum of money to even the score, since he ad- since he admits to doesn't know enough about about killing to kill him. They devise a complication scheme and amass a talented group of other con artists who want their share of the reparations. The stakes are high in this game, and our heroes must not. Oh, they are okay. So they are heroes in this, and our heroes must not only deal with Lanigan's murderous tendencies, but also other side players who want a piece of the action. To win, Hooker and Gondorf will. Gondorf will need all their skills, and a fair ma- and a fair amount of confidence. So again, this came out in 1973. Um. All right, now I want to give this quick aside review that someone else gave about this, parts of what they said, because I think it it's worth hearing what they had said also, and then I'll go into my own back to my own notes again. So here we go. In Juliet, Illinois, in 1936, the murder of a grifter causes repercussions throughout the underworld. Grifters are the smart-time con artists who work the streets. They know and they know and respect one another. And the death of Luther—that's Luther—that's played by uh, Robert Earl Jones again, the father of James Earl Jones—brings all the con men. from far and wide, from far and wide, together in a plan, plan of revenge. Doyle is the New York Irish gangster who ordered Luther's execution. Luther's execution. I can't pronounce that word either. So the grifters target him for the big con. This thing was devised as a follow-up to Butch Cassidy, oh, like like a follow-up to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, reuniting Newman and Redford as lovable, wise-cracking rogues. The motivation behind the project may have been cynical box office manipulation, but the result is a but the resulting film is a beauty. The two stars make a great team, yes they do, and multifaceted confidence tricks adorn the plot of Byzantine complexity. All right, so mentioning real quick how they work together now in this second team up movie, uh, Newman and Redford. The thing I want to mention now about my notes is that in um in Butch Cassidy. 
the mustache and the mustache that one character has and the clean shaven that another has is reversed in Butch casting the Sundance Kid to this the Sting. The actual clean shaven and mustache between both those men are switched between the two films. So that's probably want to get out there also. Lonigan, Robert, Robert Shaw has two prominent personality traits, greed, greed and cruelty. A con is put together which uses these characteristics against their owner. The best way to hurt Lonigan is to dupe him out of his money because the sharks of the criminal fraternity will turn on him once they see what he's been had. It is essential that Lonigan must never know that this was a scam, because if he did, he would pursue a vendetta against our heroes. Okay, so they are, they, those two main guys here in this movie are indeed the heroes of this movie. He must believe that he lost his money through his own stupidity, and that the men who took it are now dead. The opening scenes emphasize the harshness of a world where, in which... A world in which powerful crooks fleece ordinary Joes, but also stress, stress, stress the warmth of a social bond which reunites the small-time thieves. Alright, I'm going to skip all these parts there. Uh, Redford plays Hooker to perfection. He is the handsome, charming man of the people. There is no malice in him, and yet he spends his life ducking, diving, and dodging lead. Luther was his fa- Luther, that's a... Uh, Robert Earl Jones again was his father figure. Oh, father. And we see Hooker transfer his final allegiance to uh, Gordriff, which I believe is uh, Paul Newman's character. The film is crammed with technical cleverness. Whoever went out and scouted for locations did a great job. Okay, skip that paragraph. The music. I'll talk about the music, music again. The music cannot go unmentioned. Aside from being exquisite, it contributes to a major part of the film's overall overall feel. The Sting introduced. Oh, here we go. The Sting introduced the piano rag. Yes, it's, it's a rag, piano rag of Scott Joplin to a mass Scott Joplin to a mass audience, and their popularity has not dis- diminished over the ensuing decades. That where it ha- that's where it has that um. Where it has that entertainer Scott Joplin music from the 1900s. I just all that rag, like especially entertainer, really, really neat, really neat, and something stuff right, right there. All right. Yes, uh, the Ward's uh, David Ward's script is intelligent and intricate. Yeah, I, I got more out of this movie than I thought I would. This first time just seeing this recently. I watched it available on Netflix. If it's still, if it, if you're available to see, have Netflix, have it before it's away from Netflix. They don't keep everything on Netflix forever. Oh, and then there's Lieutenant Snyder. Okay, uh, yeah. So the the script is all right, is very well done. Um, okay, Lieutenant Snyder is one of the characters. All right. Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. Um, last paragraph here. The Sting uh, that he's that this other person says in their in their review. The Sting is a splendid film. The plot may perform bewildering gyrations. Robert Shaw's Irish accent may be somewhat shaky, and so, I don't know who that character is. And but the whole of this complicated contraption works and works well. I recall back in 1974, an excited cinema audience. Actually cheering and shouting at the screen. 
seems worthwhile, doesn't it? Alright, and that was that person's review, I wanted to say there, on some of the things there. Uh, this came out Christmas Day, Christmas Day 1973, Christmas Day 1973, but you should know that, um, Christmas, or Jesus wasn't actually, if he, if he existed, it wasn't actually born on December 25th, that was made up. There's a lot of things made up in, uh, the world that we're taught. Um... Alright, let me just go back now that I read those two different things on the IMDb page. Let me just now at this point, uh, so, uh, go into the, um, so the three genres are comedy, crime, and drama. Alright, now let's go back to my page of notes. And see, and see what I haven't left out yet. I already mentioned the thing about their mustaches and clean-shaven being reversed between the both movies. And how Robert Earl Jones, um, is the father of James Earl Jones. So at this point, I'm gonna say... That Paul Newman, Paul Newman doesn't appear in the film. Paul Newman does not appear in the film for the first 26 minutes. I always thought that's interesting trivia in movies when you find out when a certain character and person, actor, doesn't appear and turn a certain, to a certain length of the movie. It says... Yeah, Paul Newman does not appear into the film until the first 26 minutes. So the entertainer music I really like is written by Scott Joplin. Already mentioned about the uh, mustache and clean shaven. Uh, this movie, in parts of this movie, it has the same diner. This movie has the same diner interior. Same diner interior used in Back to the Future 1985 in which, in which Marty meets his father. All right, next thing I want to say. Oh, also about Paul Newman. He wanted to play Henry G to to um to prove that he could play comedy cuz he was mostly known for drama before that time. So he wanted uh Paul Newman wanted to play Henry G Henry 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 G to prove that he could uh play comedy. Uh, the 1930s era Universal logo was shown in the beginning of the film. Instead of showing Universal logo from the 1970s, uh, it's their show instead for it. The 1930s era logo of Universal. Paul Newman, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford were each paid five hundred five hundred thousand dollars, equal to about three million in 2021. To play, uh, to play, paid in this movie. Ro Robert Redford himself, Robert Redford, did not see this movie until June of 2004. That's that's exactly when I graduated high school. Robert Redford did not see the movie, this movie, this thing, 1973, until June of 2004. Let's see. Make sure I don't forget any of the trivia. I already mentioned that Charles D Charles Durning plays who? What? Who? What? Come say what? Who? Lieutenant what? Lieutenant? Lieutenant Snyder! Um, this, uh, the light, this movie was lightness. Wait, what did I say about it? I'm trying to read my own handwriting. 
Oh, this is for, as far as um again with Robert Redford. Robert Red Redford was the only Robert Redford was the only this was the only film for which Redford was nominated for an Academy Award uh yeah for an Academy Award nomination. Uh the lightness perfectly captures the playful tone of this story. The thing about the mustache and clean shaven was in reference to the other movie, Bush Cassidy, where both actors have the mustache and clean reversed. And yeah, again about the music, the score helped. Uh, the score helped bring back Scott Joplin's ragtime composition into the American popular culture. It, he, it, however, however, this movie was composed between 1900 and 1910, about 25 years before, before the story takes place, which is in 1936. Writer David S. Ward taped a five-minute pitch of the projects, of the project, but refused to reveal the ending until the producers had read the entire script. Overall, I really enjoyed the both all the main characters and the side characters. That was my first time ever seeing Robert Earl Jones and finding out that he's actually lit literally the father of James Earl Jones. We got a character here named Lieutenant Snyder. We got the, in, all these different side characters. Um, it kept me engaged throughout the majority of the picture. Hadn't, hadn't seen this movie till recently, a week or two ago. So I would say The Sting is... I would definitely, I would, I would definitely recommend it for anybody who likes movies and who, for anybody, also, for anybody who likes Paul Newman or Robert Redford. And again, all these side characters outside of them are also do, do a, do a, do a swell job. I like this movie that more than I thought it would, more than I thought it w I would. It would. Uh, they had a sequel. I, I'm not familiar with the sequel, but there was the f a sequel. This this thing, two ten years later. Don't really. I, I'm, I'm assuming the because it's a sequel, it's probably less quality wise than the uh, than this original here. And um, yeah, overall, I I liked it more than I thought it would. I, the story kept me uh, in, uh, inside of it the entire time. Uh, let me just make sure I don't forget anything from the IMDb page or from my page of notes here, so that uh, so that I can start wrapping this up real soon. Yeah, two two grifters team up to pull off the ultimate con, The Sting, 1973. It's two hours and nine minutes. Got Paul Newman as Henry Gondorf, Robert Redford as Johnny Hooker, Robert Shaw from Promotion Clubs as Grant as Doyle Lonigan, Charles Dunning, Charles Durning as Lieutenant Snyder, Ray Walston from uh, Fast Times on Ridgemont High as J.J. Singleton, and a bunch of other actors' names, actor and actresses' names that I really don't know who they are. Um, I already read all that. see here all right I'll just okay let me just see that yeah the crazy credits I was mentioning about the logo it says uh, let's see 
The opening animated logo for Universal Pictures is a 1930s style, matching the movie's setting instead of the 1970s version. Yeah, that was that was well done with that. I already mentioned about how I like the music. I read that person's review. Uh, yeah, when it came out, how much it made, how much the actors were paid. All right, that's all good for the IMDb page so far. And uh, just see here. Taglines, recapture the Sting experience. Remember how good the feel was the first time. And when is the best and most incredible time to watch any movie? It's very, 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 very first top number one time. Alright, let me just down my page of notes. Trying to read my own handwriting here. I've said all the... Yeah, let me just make sure. I've said all the notes I want to do on my page. So now I just want to say, yeah, check, check it out. Check out this thing. It, I got more out of it than I thought I would. First time really seen this past uh, week or two to uh, catch this old, older movie. And uh, yeah, if I had to... Um, if I had to great... If I had to grade or rate The Sting, The Sting, 1973, um, I would give this a 7 point, I'd give it a, I'd give it a 7.7, 7. I'd give it a 7, I'd give it a 7.7, 7.7 7. 7. 7 out of 10, a 7.7 7 out of 10, or a, or a solid B, or a solid, or a solid letter grade of a B, as in balloon, balloon. What's that with that balloon stuff? Balloon or uh, branch, branch or uh, bicycle. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed my quick little thoughts here on the Sting first time re- review. Of the Sting first time catching it, and um, I don't know when my, when my next podcast will be. And I really don't know when my next video will be, either one, but uh, look out for more of those, hopefully in the near future. Support your local movie theater. Support your local movie theater to see big, to see um, movies on the big silver screen with strangers. On the big theatrical experience, because there's nothing like it, into throughout the decade of the 2030s. Because streaming, because streaming, because streaming online is just not the same. Streaming online is just not the same at all. So go back to the movies when there's a movie you really want to see there because there's nothing experience and a thing nothing like it in a communal experience because at home online streaming just doesn't cut it. Thank you if you've made it this far. I'll see you in the next podcasts. Take care of each other and and uh, enjoy the rest of your life. Because life is meant to, life is meant to be enjoyed thoroughly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, everybody. Here we go. And that is all for now. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance. Everybody dance. What? What? Say what? Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. L. L.
C. Signing out.